0: Welcome to Journey Within with myself, Nigel Paul-Miller. Today I'm joined by Vanessa Marie Dewsbury. Vanessa is a Reiki master, law of attraction coach, and the author of the books Majestic Reflections and Home is Where the Heart Is. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. Thank you so, so much for joining me. How are you today?
1: I'm great, Nigel. How are you? I
0: am very, very good. It's been a long time in the making. Um, I wanted to reach out to you back in the summertime to get you on the show. Yeah. Um, but I was so so busy I didn't get the time but uh, I'm absolutely honored to have you on today so thank you so so much yeah. so yeah so I was interested in the first thing that struck me um, when I was looking at the form I sent you the other day was the title of your first book was called heart is where the home is yeah. and when I saw that I said like, oh my god that's an amazing title for the book that's such a cool title so how did you how did you come up with that title
1: Um, actually I had about three or four different titles before that, um, but they didn't feel right. And, you know, we were talking about intuition earlier. So something wasn't like impacted. So I was actually doing a Reiki session because I'm a Reiki uh, master and we're very open during that time. So there's lots of spiritual information for both myself and the client. Um, so I was working on someone and then I heard, literally just heard heart is where the home is. I'm like, that's the name of my book. And it was like totally resignation. And I yeah it felt completely perfect I just feel like our heart like we return home right I, we get lost in our lives and I find that and that's what my book is about heart is where the home is um we get lost in our lives and I feel like we just return home to the heart and the soul so that's why I felt like it was perfect
0: wow that's so so beautiful and uh, yeah I know it's amazing like because nowadays you have a lot of things about kind of this thing about the heart being kind of a, another brain you know, because it's got, you know, so many, you know, kind of receptors or whatever that you can feel into. And then they say that your, your cycle, your cycle area as well is supposed to be a brain too. So it's like all these kind of things about moving your awareness into your heart and moving your awareness into your, into your cycle chakra or whatever. And it's absolutely fascinating. So I mean, I know that you started your Reiki practice back in 2014, um, but it was after you experienced some health issues. Um, so can you go into a little bit about that and how that came, came about?
1: Yeah, I had candida, which is an overgrowth of bacteria, um, and it can be caused by stress, not a healthy diet, uh, birth control pill, which is actually what triggered mine. Um, so I actually just got into a relationship with my partner who I'm still with, and I remember just suddenly, like every month I was coming up with like hives all over my body. And I think what happened was there was hives, there was brain fog, severe anxiety, social anxiety, all caused from this candida. And I think what happened was my body felt safe with my partner. Like it felt safe and it almost felt, it almost knew it was time to release things. Cause I was holding things down so many years in my unconsciousness that it was time, like it knew. So then everything started coming up and Joe was very understanding and supportive during that time. But but I, I didn't want to take medication. Um, so I was determined, like, I believe in our body's beautiful, natural ability to heal itself. So I was determined to figure out what it was and to heal it naturally. So that's how I stumbled upon Reiki. I was actually rubbing my partner's back, and he's like, Oh, you always know where I have pain. So I was, because I was feeling heat. So you could, I was feeling inflammation. And then I posted about it, and someone's like, Oh, that's Reiki. And then I researched it, followed my intuition, took the course, and then Six years later, here I am having a very busy business, seeing lots of clients. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. So you actually kind of naturally kind of gravitated into it just based on the reaction that somebody else had, you know, from you kind of doing it already. That's amazing, isn't it? That's uh, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, so I mean, what's your kind of, when you're kind of doing a session with someone, what's, what's your kind of favorite part of, of, you know, kind of doing the healing with the person, you know, when you're kind of in that moment.
1: Yeah, I actually really enjoy doing the sessions because it's usually an hour long. So it means for me, it's like, I go into a deep meditative state as well for the client. So just the whole healing process and seeing the person, they can look so peaceful on the table and like, they probably haven't had peace for a while a lot of people come in because they have anxiety depression high stress and to see them there and like sometimes they're have like a at the end of the session like a small smile on their face and I know that they feel good and Reiki is about I listen I play meditations as well during it so it's about being present and like letting our bodies just be and be still so I have many favorite parts just hearing how people respond and react after the session and then connecting with spirit so I can connect with people who are alive and passed away so I can get to give messages to people and sometimes it's in symbols like uh, I remember leaving the room once after a session I could smell cigarette smoke and then I mentioned it to the lady and she didn't smoke but her husband who had passed away was a smoker and I said there's some resentment attached to the cigarette smell and she explained what had happened so yeah it's very powerful when you surrender and I I fully believe I, I believe that Belief is the root of all creation. So when we believe in what we're doing 100%, it can't be like 80%, 99%. It has to be 100%. And because I have 100% in belief in what I'm doing, it's very powerful for the people that I work with. Like very powerful.
0: That's incredible, yeah. isn't it? Like when you're fully, when you have full conviction and full personal authority with regards to the intention yeah. that you have behind an action, and yeah. you're unstoppable, you know? And yeah. That's, yeah, that's the incredible thing about healing, you know, and um, when you know you have the ability to do it. So, so yeah, so I was asking you before kind of what kind of topics and, you know, would you like to talk about And the first one you said was about living authentically. Mm -hmm. Can you go into that and why living authentically is so, so important to you?
1: Um, Well, for many years, I wasn't living authentically. And I think a lot of people aren't living authentically. And to me, that means like living out your truth and doing what feels good for your own heart and soul. I mean, we follow the norms of society and we do go to jobs we don't like and we get in marriages and relationships. And, you know, a lot of times we want to leave. And I was, you know, we talked about my post earlier. There's lots of relationships I wanted to leave, but I didn't because mm-hmm. I, was, I was fearful, but I was also, also wearing like lots of different masks. So people really didn't know how unhappy I was. But living authentically to me just means, yeah, living out our, our truth and, and what feels right for us. And a lot of times we're not doing that. We're going against the grain of our own soul. You know, we hear of people going to jobs that they hate. And I even have people coming here for Reiki and they have cancer. You know, they've commuted for 20 years and it's spiritual suicide when you're not living authentically. Our our soul and spirit wants to live out as its truth. And when we are pushing it back down and suppressing it and not letting ourselves, allowing ourselves to be who we are, it's depression, it's anxiety, it's stress, it's all of that. It's It's so
0: true. true. It's because you're not in alignment with who you truly are. Yeah. And when you're in alignment with who you truly are, you feel that state of flow. You feel that state of ease. You feel that state of joy, that state of gratitude. Um, But it's funny because what you were saying before about, you know, so many people are in situations like that, like say, you know, relationships that they just, they know that they're, you know, they could have better, but for some reason they, they are so attached to the familiarity of staying there. And they're so, so afraid of being alone. Yeah. You know, I mean, I went through that myself, uh, not too long ago, you know, I was in a kind of, you know, toxic relationship. And, you know, I just, I don't know what it was like, my, my inner being, my, my kind of conscience kept saying, get out, get out, get out. But for some reason, I just held on, held on, held on, because I was so afraid of being alone. And I mean, is that what you found when you kind of went through that a few years ago? Was it, was it a similar thing? What, what were the fears kind of that stopped you from kind of making that decision to get out before you actually did?
1: Um, well, I had, uh, two, uh, diff- two children with two different fathers. So I think the stigmatism of ha- being a single mother with two, like that played a little bit of part. Um, but I find we just, as humans, we walk around avoiding feeling pain. So in every situation, we don't go for the job because we might fail. Failure means pain. We don't go for the relationship or we don't leave the relationship because it means if I leave, I have to do something different and, that, and this can cause pain. So we're really in avoidance of pain, but in reality, we are all, we're already experiencing pain. Pain brings change. So I think what we fear is hurting. We don't want to feel bad. So I think that a lot of it has to do with that. To be honest, we dread how we're going to feel. So we just stay because it's more comfortable with the feelings we have of not having to feel uncomfortable. No. And I mean, we talk about our comfort zone, but how comfortable is your comfort zone? Like for real, it's probably not that comfortable.
0: Well, I've never, ever heard that question before. How comfortable is your comfort zone? Mm-hmm. When you're going through that type of stuff, You know, when you're going through that pain and you know that it just doesn't feel right, you know there's something wrong, you know you, know, you shouldn't be experiencing it. But yeah. well, for some reason you hang on. And I think, yeah, it is. It's the familiarity. It's like you're you're kind of used to feeling that way, even though it's a negative way, you're used to it. And you know, kind of taking the risk to get out of that is is kind of scarier to you than staying in the familiarity of it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, which is so so crazy. Like, and I mean, yeah, I don't know, it's 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 almost like it's a fear of not being able to survive. It's yeah. like we think that if we do take that risk or we do take that chance, it's almost like we, we doubt our ability to kind of adapt to it. But the crazy thing is when it happens, we always feel better. You know, oh. when we distance ourselves, you know, from toxic people or, you know, whatever, we always feel better. But it's, I think it's just the attachment to the known. It's the attachment to the familiar that stops us from taking action. Yeah, and um, I like what
1: you said about the security and surviving because it would be connected to this root chakra, right? We as humans we want to survive, and I think maybe feeling alone we think we're not going to have enough money. We won't have a nice house, like whatever it is, and that's all survival things. So in our mind we think being alone we're not going to be able to survive. We always do. We're resilient human beings, but I think that's exactly what it is. One of the reasons. So, it's our DNA. So it's yeah. like yeah, it's like the fight or flight, right? Like we're yeah it's it 's an interesting thing
0: it 's like're because we are hardwired for that for that survival you know and I think a lot of times why people kind of have a negative bias with regards to the way that they perceive the world is because they 're kind of looking for threats that might be able to harm them and they want to avoid those threats, yes. so you know they kind of have a negative bias and but staying,
1: at, yeah staying safe here it 's okay because we 're not we 're not under threat
0: yeah and it 's like even if it's like familiar and where you do feel under side, but because you know you kind of know the situation, yep. you feel that staying in it you're safer than staying in it than, than leaving and, and diving yeah. into the unknown. Yeah.
1: I think we touched <laughs> on something there. Yeah, going out there, it's like we think of it as unsafe. You know, in yeah. the, the day, it's like a tribe of people, right? Everyone took care of each other. Thinking of ourselves alone, like how do we survive alone? <sighs>
0: That's amazing, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like that, yeah. Because you know, years ago, you had to be part of the tribe to survive. You couldn't, you couldn't be on your own. And yep. I think, obviously, physiologically and mentally, and you know, there's something about that that still kind of, you know, still remains, you know, with us to a certain extent. But it's funny because um I was talking to someone about two months ago about the unknown. I think it was actually a podcast um, interview I did, and you know. I was kind of talking about the unknown and the fact that most people are afraid of the unknown. You know, they, they think of the unknown as darkness. They think of the unknown as, you know, you know, as, as we said, not being able to survive or whatever. But the crazy thing is the reality of it is the unknown is where all our treasures lie. The unknown is where our you know, friends that we haven't even met yet yeah. existing, you know, I mean, it's, you know, opportunities that, that we never would have thought possible that they all exist in the unknown, like the unmanifest. And, yeah. you know, that's where the treasure lies, and I just think if we can kind of flip our paradigm from you know, being afraid of the unknown and instead, you know, trusting in the unknown and trusting in the generosity and in the kindness of the unknown. And yeah. um, I just think having that kind of energetic connection to it um, would definitely allow us to manifest, um, you know, a lot more kind of similar kind of things, you know. But um, I mean, what are your kind of thoughts about that?
1: Well, it's like, yeah, it's like the magic of the unknown. That's why people like sometimes they'll say they don't like change. Which is interesting change is always happening in every single moment um but yeah i feel like on the other side of our resistance is our greatness um and i did an event this year and it was a big city event and i had a vision of it a couple of years ago and i thought a couple of, so a couple of years later i'm like okay i think i need to uh apply to have this event in the city and i hadn't heard back from the city for like three months and i remember writing a post one night and i said i feel like something magic is happening something big I'm, i don't know what it is yet I woke up that morning and it was three months later saying that they, um, confirmed my event and they approved of it. But then I went into like fear of like, who am I to put on this big city event? Like I'm just here doing Reiki and quiet work. Like, who am I to do this? Like, what if something happens? So my mind went through lots of that chatter. Um, and I could feel this resistance because it meant I had to step up and do more than I'm doing now and, and become responsible. So, um, I felt the resistance, it's like that book, fear face the feel the fear and face it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I had to like face it. Like whatever that resistance was, I knew on the other side was like massive change and shift in greatness. And it was
0: it's amazing that you say that because that happens to me like it happened to me when i started doing facebook lives it happened to me when i started my podcast it happened to me when i wrote my book it's always the who am i who am i who the hell am i to do this yeah. you know why? who the hell what who would listen to me you know and it's it's amazing that like and the thing is everybody goes through that even people like this people i have a friend who you know she's connected to a guy on youtube who has like i don't know he's got like 10 million followers or something crazy like that and he still feels imposter syndrome you know, it's imposter syndrome. That's what it's called. And it's like, it's, it's like you feel on some level that you're not deserving to do what it is that you want to do, or that you're not good enough to do it, you know? And it's
1: yeah. Just... And I asked myself, who am I not to? That's what I had to ask myself. Who am I not to do it? Like we want, we play small, like we, we play small, but we're, we're bigger than that. Like we're, we can be. So yeah, it's just believing in yourself, but, and the imposter syndrome is, interesting. And it happened even when I was like, became a Reiki master. It's hard for me to even say that. But what I realized with that is when you're starting new, like a lot of people expect themselves to be confident. Like, well, I can't start yet. I don't have the confidence. I'm not confident yet. Confidence is always the aftermath of doing something over and over and over again. And showing up confidence never comes first. The belief in yourself, the trust in yourself, that's what you have to have and go in there as scared as hell, whatever you're going to do. And then you just master it by continuing to do it. But I think we avoid a lot of things too, because we, we don't feel confident enough.
0: So it's also true. It's all, it's almost like the confidence is kind of a comfort. <clears throat> it's a comfort to know that we're we feel confident. And if we don't feel confident, then we're out of our comfort zone, then we're unsure of ourselves, then we kind of catastrophize or, you know, visualize negative outcomes. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I've found, you know, in the last kind of while as I, you know, continue to kind of do things that's, you know, force me to get out of my comfort zone essentially, is that I'm starting to understand that you've just kind of, tr- you've got to trust the process. You know, you've just got to, you've just got to have faith in the process that the thing that you want to do is impairing your growth, essentially. You know, it's impairing your your personal evolution and your confidence as well. And, right. um, you know, and even though you're feeling kind of negative emotions of anxiety or fear or whatever, it doesn't really matter because as long as you continue and as long as you push forward and as long as you do it and don't back out of it, at the end of the day, you know, those fears and those anxieties will just disappear, yep. you know? And that's what always happens. You know, yourself, it's like, you, you you're scared of it, but you know, you're going to do it anyway. You do it anyway. And then you look back and go, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I knew, I, I, be- I knew I'd be what? okay.
1: Yeah. And what else can I do? I think if we saw those feelings as um, normal feelings, instead of thinking like being afraid of our feelings, like I think if we looked at them as, Oh, this is normal. Like, like before, before this, I was, anxious, like my heart was beating fast. And that's just, but I just know it's normal. And I know when we really care about our message, we feel that we feel anxiety, yeah. We feel that coming up because we really are passionate about if we didn't care about what we were sharing, we wouldn't have any of those emotions because we'd be, emo- we wouldn't have feelings on it. Yeah. But when We're passionate about doing something we love and doing something for other people that comes up and it's normal. We care about who we're serving and how we're serving.
0: It's also true that you say that yeah because if you don't you know have those kind of feelings then yeah it's it's you're you're emotionally invested in it but mm-hmm. then at the same time I think it's nearly like a price to action that we have to pay we kind of have to feel those kind of feelings because then that kind of validates that we do care about it in a sense do you know yeah, what I mean absolutely. and and then absolutely. there's also the the joy of the transition from the fear to the to the kind of uh you know relief when you've done it, and then you look back and go, okay, you know, so it's it's almost like there's an accomplishment kind of uh, you know scale in a sense. You wouldn't be able to feel that feeling of accomplishment if you hadn't gone through that fear first.
1: Hundred percent. And like know? I said, I don't do a lot of these videos, so I wanted to because I don't do a lot of them, and because I don't, I'm not always comfortable doing it. So this is mm. me going beyond my comfort zone. And like you just said, after I'm gonna we're gonna get off the call, and I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm glad I didn't cancel because I was anxious and made something up an excuse so I could just be at home and just feel more comfortable that I didn't go and do this, mm. but I know it's, it's rewarding. Every time we do something that we're resistant to, it just takes us up another soul evolution. Like it takes us up another, in our greatness. It's our greatness is sh- showing. I mean, how else will we know how great we are if we didn't face those things that we are afraid of? We would not know our greatness without facing what we fear.
0: It's so, so true. It's also true. And I just think now, you know, kind of doing the kind of work that, you know, we do with regards to, you know, essentially impairing other people, I think it's, it's just part of the journey. You have to go through that fear and you have to, you just have to go through it literally like, you know, like a door. It's, it's just a door. It's, it's a door to the next level. Yeah. And it's a door that when you walk through it, you feel fear, you think you feel anxious, but once you walk through it, you get to the next level and then you feel comfort in those situations you feel comfort but then there's always something else there's always another level to go up always to you know one. yeah and uh, i love the fact that you said uh, what's next you know it's kind of like you know this is it you know you kind of go through it and then you go okay what's next like you know so yeah. it's like what else <laughs> we learn
1: about ourselves and it's like it's so empowering to be like i freaking did this like i created this and it's it's so empowering and i had a woman that came to me for reiki who was at zen festival and I had like, it was a healing vendors and jewelry and food and live music. It was beautiful. Wow. When I had the vision a couple of years ago, I pictured Bob Marley playing with like everyone's love everywhere, love energy. So um, I went to the inside at the beginning and I came out and one of the singers, Jeremiah, he was playing a, a Bob Marley song, which I didn't know he was going to. And it was one of the songs I pictured oh,
0: playing. Oh, wow, that's
1: okay. so cool. I'm like, this is what I manifested and created from an idea in my mind. Like I'm fascinated by thinking everything around us started as one idea and then we get to create it. Um, but yeah, so a woman said that she was doing yoga, said for yoga. And she said she was, I didn't know her until she came for Reiki, but she was just looking around and crying, thinking like this is a community. She hadn't been connected to a community like that. So it was so like healing for her to find these people. And I think what we do in this work of being a service to others and leading with love is we connect people and we we can we're all seeing the same message right we're all seeing the same message message but with different energy different vibration and it'll resonate with people differently so we just that's our work showing up again and again and again
0: absolutely 100 percent. and i love what you said about that that girl who was at the festival i know exactly how she felt i know that feeling when you're just surrounded by that resonant energy and you just feel like you've come home oh. and you just you, you kind of connect with everyone there and it's just oh, i just i'm so happy so that's amazing that you created that you know for her And, you know, and that's the beauty of it. A lot of times we don't even realize the, you know, kind of uh, implications of of what we choose to do when we choose to serve, you know, when we choose to inspire. Because, I mean, you just don't know. It's the ripple effect, you know, because it, it ripples into other people's lives. Even like, for example, that event, there's people who didn't go to that event who have been energetically affected by it from her. You know, and it's, it, it literally just overflows in, 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 you know, and it's, it's just, it's incredible when you actually sit down and think about, you know, the implications of it, you know, when they yeah. say, be the change you wish to see in the world. Yeah. That's why, you know, and it's like, um, it's like, it doesn't matter even if you're talking to a crowd of 10,000 people or you're talking to one person, it doesn't matter. Your, your energy still makes a difference. It still influences, you know, it's still, it still matters what you do and how you are. And I think a lot of times people think that because they're not famous or because they're not, you know, an influencer or, or because they're not this, that, and the other, that, what they do doesn't matter, but, but it all starts from the ground up. You know, it starts from the individual, Yeah. Um, you know?
1: And I think a lot of people, they want to feel like they have purpose and meaning in life. I remember I posted something about purpose once and someone messaged me and they said, I hope one day to figure out what my purpose is. And I'm like, well, your, our purpose, everyone's purpose is just showing up as who they are. I said, you're a mother, you're a wife, like whatever it is you do in your life, uh, being a good friend, that's your purpose. We think purpose has to be this big grand thing that everybody knows about. It's not our purpose is it's not something we find. It's something already within us. And again, back to the authenticity, it's just showing up as we are and we're we are a purpose for our friends if we're a shoulder to cry on like that is a a purpose in that moment Mm. i think we need to um the idea purpose that is beyond ourselves needs we need to realize that it's just who we are we are in purpose on purpose in every moment when we're living intentionally and when we're in alignment with our truth and our heart and and our soul we're in purpose
0: it's so so true it's like I don't know. It's like for me, yeah, because I went through that for a long, long time trying to figure out what my purpose was. And then I kind of, I was kind of thinking, well, what, what's the number one thing that I value the most in the world? And the number one thing I value most in the world is, is meaningful connection, yeah. meaningful connection, you know, like, you know, been able, conversations like this. I just love it. I love having these conversations, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, I think, um, yeah, when you're thinking about your purpose, it's just, it's something that has to make your heart sing, you know, it's something that has to make you feel Alive, you know, and I think a lot of times we can overcomplicate it, you know, and we can kind of think, oh, we have to be this big, you know, as you said, you know, this big influence or a big, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, you don't, you've just got to show up in the moment and just, you know, be your best self in that moment with whoever you're kind of, you We're know, really communicating that with.
1: Moment. That's
0: it, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, uh, you yeah, know, that's fascinating. So tell me a little bit about the law of attraction then. Uh, how did you get into being a law of attraction coach
1: um well i've been doing well a lot as we know law of attraction is always in motion and i've done like life coaching and i realized even business coaching but i realized at the base of all coaching and all things is the law of attraction like attracts like if we're trying to build a business and like what do you who do you have to be to attract the clients um so i just wanted to teach people about um harnessing what is already existing. Right? And I've had clients where, you know, they would go to work and in the morning they would think they're going to have a bad day and people are going to be, however it was. So she had this whole mind and whole story already created in her mind before she even went to work. So of course, you know, you think you're going to have a bad day. Suddenly yeah. you spill your tea or coffee and you think that, Oh, it's evidence. Right. So we start mm-hmm. looking for evidence. So I just teach my clients. It's all about perception, how you, you know, we don't, if you wake up and you decide your day is going to be, already shitty it's not really your day that is it's your mindset mm. so why what just learning how to um make the choice like you said it's choice i'm choosing to have a good day and this is how i'm i'm going to go to work i'm going to you know have kind conversations with people so i chose a law of attraction because like attracts like our energy our vibration our thoughts it attracts things into our existence so um yeah I just think it was I wanted to bring that, that awareness to people and so teach them tools to like harness it and realize how, how their thoughts have an effect on their on their lives
0: and when for you like was the kind of a turning point when you kind of you know where I suppose using the law of attraction in your own life was the kind of a turning point where you said okay yeah this this stuff is real you know I, I need to start telling people about it
1: well yeah it was just interesting because I've always believed in it I've been harnessing it and using it for a long time. And then I went out for lunch with two friends and I was like, encouraging one to do this, follow this thing that she wanted to do for business and same with the girl the next day. So after we hung out, they're both like, Oh, I'm doing this. Now I signed up for my course. The other one was doing workshops. So like, Oh, I felt like magic after we, so I'm like, Hey, well, like, this is, it was a powerful moment in realization. Like why am I not just teaching this as my coaching practice? and uh, implementing it into the programs that I'm teaching. So that was my, just those two uh, interactions with those two friends. And then them saying like, even like a week later, like I can't believe things that are happening now. I had to help her just a little click of the mindset, right? A little shift is all we can need sometimes from somebody just saying one thing, something resonates and then everything else falls into line. It's like a download, right? Our brains are computers. So it's like, you can just say one sentence and it's a download for your computer. And it's that time where it's like, absorbing the download and then magic happens things create and what my coaching program is called Manifest Magic and I call it magic meaning not trickery or whatever just creating a life that we love that actually feels magical where we feel joyful like sometimes I'm driving and I see the sunset and I actually cry it, it evokes an emotion but I didn't live with gratitude for a long time so I wasn't even paying attention and I know before I had gratitude and before my awakening like, after my, after my awakening, everything seemed gri- uh, greener and brighter and yeah. vibrant. And then I realized it didn't change. It always was that. Yeah. I just didn't see it. I was yeah. too absorbed in myself and my feelings that I wasn't aware of anything. No self-awareness. And self-awareness is the key to, like, every single thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell yeah. me a little bit about your awakening then.
1: Yeah, that was in... 2012, which was interesting. 2012 seemed Mm. to be fun for people. I just remember waking up and I had, I was dating someone at the time and he just for a couple of years and he wasn't sure if he could commit to himself because I had my two children in this Catholic family. And I just remember waking up one day and just thinking like, I'm, I'm worthy of more. Like why am I waiting for someone to decide if I'm good enough and my children are good enough to love and accept and embrace? What am I waiting for? I'm putting my life and worth in someone else's hands. And it just, something changed. I remember the actual morning, everything just shifted and felt completely different. And then it was not long after that, that I met my partner and I met him. um, Like I said, I was dating someone at the time. And I said to my friend, where's my Joe? I just want my Joe. And I was referring to a Joe I met like six or seven months prior, just a nice guy, nothing transpired. That name stuck in my head. And she said, go on a dating site just for distraction. Go on within 24 hours. I met him and it was Joe. Say his name at first, I'm like this guy's complete. Really oh I
0: was, like, my god!
1: That's friggin' fast. So that was another, <laughs> manifestation. and speaking it out loud, we have to be so mindful of the power of words. And yes, yeah. So that was my awakening. And then just from there, but I also woke up. I also feel like our awakening awakens the ego, where in it, all, everything awakens within us, and we we go on a mission to like change the world like i this is how i feel i want everyone to do this this is what i'm doing
0: mm, yeah, up very true. Wake up
1: the masses but and i was going down conspiracy theory road and it was very dark and mm. gloomy down there causing me anxiety and then i just realized that our awakening is awaken ourselves and as we change people around us change and not because we want them to just but because they're ready and when like no one could have woken me up so when we're spending time trying to wake people up and I think it's just our job to plant gentle seeds right Right. when you speak and you share you're planting seeds we're not forcing seeds down anyone's mouth absolutely
0: and it's so so true because I went through a bit of that myself as well with the whole conspiracy theory thing a few years ago and you just get lost in it you just get lost in it and it's all negative energy it's all fear fear mongering it's all you know and you can feel it and it's just like no what you know you just need to make the choice and say, you know what, I'm not going to expose my mind to that stuff. It's not, it's not beneficial. It's not good for me. It's not good for anybody in my life. Um, and yeah. I need to take volitional control of what I focus my mind on. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, everybody wants to be happy. You know, everybody wants to to live freely. And and you know, you gotta you gotta make that conscious choice though to direct your mind towards things that are in resonance with that. You know, so. Uh, that's, so that's
1: yeah. when you said about freedom, because. I was thinking about that the other day and I I heard a statistic. I don't know if it was 80%, but a large percentage of percentage of people who are depressed don't like their job or their marriage. So that again, back to like depressing, feeling depressed and repressing who we are, all these people are doing things that they don't want to do. Yeah. So um
0: and they feel trapped. Yeah. They feel trapped, they feel they feel, don't, they don't know how to get out of it. <clears throat> they know there's more for them. They know there's greater potential, there's greater possibilities for them to experience, but they feel trapped. And I think as human beings, we all go through it. I've gone through that many times, you know? And I think, uh, yeah, it just, again, it just comes back to that thing, you know, what are you not going to, you know, what do you no longer tolerate? You know, are you going to keep on tolerating, you know, that crappy job? Are you going to keep on tolerating that, that abusive partner? You know, because I remember reading in, in um, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within, and he talked about when he, he kind of had his kind of wa- awakening in a sense. And he, he sat down and he basically wrote out a couple of different things. But one of them was a list of what he no longer tolerated. And I think a lot of times, I know Jim Rohn is one of the guys that you follow I as well. To. He yeah. uh, One of his speeches, he talks about disgust. And it's so funny because you wouldn't think a personal development guy would talk about the emotion of being disgusted or disgust. Yeah. But he said that disgust is actually a very, very powerful motivator because when you get to the point in your life where you've just had enough and enough is enough that, you know, you have that switch and you have that flick and you say, right. And you make that decision from here on out, things are going to be different. And it's like, it's that resolve. It's that, it's that one pointed focused intention that that's it. You're not going to tolerate it any longer. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's when the, it's when the tolerable becomes intolerable and you're like, I can't do this anymore. And either like, Either we decide to change, or a lot of times the universe will step in and and do something for yeah. us. Like I've had a friend in an unhappy marriage for a long time, and she didn't want to leave, and then he ended up doing something which made the marriage end. So either we take responsibility and control. But I also I teach with my clients. It's like I'll ask them what they want in life, in like friendships, relationships, careers, and they they don't know, but they'll tell me a lot of things they don't but like. They don't want. Yeah. Right. So yeah. one of the first things I do for my coaching is getting like, it's called the manifest magic map. It's like mapping out, how do you want your life to look? Because then we have something to move towards. Like we can be thinking all the time of what we don't like and sitting in it. But what do you like? How do you want to feel more importantly? And what are you going to do so you can have that, that feeling and nothing is instant. It's like, we don't exercise. Cause suddenly like we, you know, look like we've been going to the gym for years. Like nothing is instant, but it's just all small steps. So it's moving towards where you want to be, taking very small steps. I don't think yeah. anything should be really drastic. Yeah, but absolutely. Clarity is power.
0: Yeah, absolute clarity is power, and that's the thing. And it's funny that you say that because I, I do with a lot of people as well. Um, you know, that come to me, it's a similar thing. It's like uh, they know what they don't want, but they've never even decided what they do want. And I'm oh. like, okay, well, if you've never decided what you do want, well how, why do you think you keep manifesting the same things that you don't yeah. want? Do you you know, and a lot of what, what I'll say to them a lot of times, they'll say, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'll say, well, but what do you not want? And they'll list out the things that they don't want. And I'll say, okay, so what is the opposite of that?
1: Yeah.
0: What is the opposite of that? And then I start, you know, kind of get them to shift their thinking towards it. But, but yeah, I think a lot of times, you know, we overanalyze and we catastrophize negative outcomes in our minds, you know, due to fear. And we put so much kind of anxiety into those imaginary negative outcomes yeah. that we sabotage ourselves in the moment from connecting to our, you know, source or connecting to our, you know, our highest self or connecting to the possibility of manifesting happiness in the future. Yeah. So what would you kind of say to a person if they were kind of going through that at the moment where they kind of were fearful about the future? Um, but at the same time, they had hope they kind of went through different phases where sometimes they'd be really fearful other times they'd be really really positive and hopeful how would you tell them to get a balance in that way
1: um well i'm i'm a big believer in like like i said trusting ourselves and i find when we feel disconnected from we sometimes a lot of people come and they feel lost in life like i just feel lost like i don't know who i am but it's i think that's when we're disconnected from self from soul from source so meditation is like massive for me and was massive life-changing so i do offer i do suggest to people to like listen to meditations and go into yourself and like self-honesty brings healing and change i think a lot of people aren't honest with themselves they don't they're scared to be honest with themselves because it means i have to say I'm, I'm not in love with my husband anymore or i don't like my job and i need to leave it mm. so i just suggest to clients just to start being honest with yourself and to, and to write that out and I don't know. And like you said about the higher self, the higher self is the self that's always like we hear it. It's like when we're having, you know, that fifth pizza pizza or we're doing something. Like the higher self is always the one that is directing us, but I think we just don't listen to the higher self. There's already something there that knows what we should be doing. Mm. We just don't listen to it. So I I suggest to clients, like when you start hearing that self and where it's guiding and directing you is to trust it and listen to it and make that decision in that moment when we're going for the the donut, which we, we know our mind is telling us it's unhealthy, but we eat it anyway. Mm. But your higher self says, no, it's using that small window of time and, mm. and making that choice. Like you said, it's the power of choice of listening to the higher self. And the more you start listening to that higher self, you start living in alignment because the higher self is what wants to align you fully. Right. Yeah. So it's listening and listening to the higher self and doing the things that it's guiding and directing you to do.
0: It's so, so true. And that's, it's when you're connected to that kind of higher part of yourself. That's when you feel in the flow. That's when you feel there's no resistance. That's when you're not fearful of the future. You're hopeful for the future. You're positive about the future. You're inspired for the future. You're excited for the future. Um, and yeah, it's so funny that you say that because I did that the other day. I was, uh, you know, obviously I kind of, I've been having my, I've been having a battle with sugar for the past few years where I'm like, you know, I've kind of more or less mastered it now. Like I'll have like maybe a little binge for a day or two or I'll eat a bit of sugar or whatever. But most of the time I don't. I'm very, very healthy. And I'm very, very controlled with it. Um, but the other day I was, uh, <laughs> I, I had that thing come into my head. I was going to have a bar, you know, a chocolate bar. And then I had that little, just a split second, that little impulse saying, don't do it. Don't do it. And I I thought, all right, screw it, I won't do it this time, you know. (laughs) So I I kind of did it. But you know, I kind of listened to my, my intuition. But yeah, it is. It's exactly right. You have to start tuning into that intuition and tuning into that part of yourself that is more I suppose nearly the word would kind of be sensible, wouldn't it, in a sense? Yeah. You know, but I think a lot of people I know myself, like they kind of identify with being a rebel, you know, because when you were younger, kind of being a rebel gave you a sense of control of your life you know and i think a lot of times we kind of still do those things that aren't very good for us because on some level we're satisfying that sense of control that we think we have
1: from doing it and also when we're feeling like low mood or low energy it's we're more prone to reach for the unhealthy things in the coffee because we know that it stimulates something in our brain right so we know like starbucks it was a guilty pleasure for me, but mm-hmm. only cause I know there's so much friggin' sugar in it. Mm. But I know like when I would feel low in energy and mood and I would drink one. it's that first sip that tastes so good. So it, we're, we're doing it cause our body's actually reacting to how it feels. It makes us feel good. So if we're not feeling good, we want something to make us feel good and to stimulate mm-hmm. that. But I, as I had posted about two, I haven't drank maybe it's 70 days now, but I stopped drinking because it was something again, my higher self kept guiding me to do and I wanted to be more of a clear vessel Mm. Um, and it's hard when you go in the fridge and there's a beer there or there's wine but again it's that small window of time where you get the thought of what you want to do and you override the thought so it's a matter of overriding our thoughts and it's like being the master of our mind and not letting our mind be our master because a lot of times our mind is our master, we focus on how we're feeling. Like, I don't want to go to the gym because I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. We need to focus on how we want to feel. I want to feel good, vibrant, energetic. That's why I'm going to the gym, not because how I feel in this moment, because these feelings are going to pass. And then we're going to regret not going. So yeah, it was kind of, it was an interesting experience for me to not have the alcohol. And I probably at this point, I don't want to again. And I'm not saying it's anything bad, but I just knew that for my body, it was lots of inflammation and just didn't make me feel good. It made me have more anxious feelings after I drank and stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I'm I'm the same. I don't really drink that much anymore myself. Like I probably drink once every three months, if even. So, you know, I don't really have a craving for it anymore that I used to. But uh, yeah, it was kind of a thing where I just, it's like, it's nearly like you have to ask yourself the question, is the, is the pleasure worth the pain? Yeah. Is the pleasure okay? So I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna get pissed. I'm gonna have a great time for a few hours, but then I'm gonna feel like shit the next day, and then I'm gonna have you know the mid midweek blues as well. So it's like you you get a hangover the next day, but then you also get moodiness two or three days later after the hangover. So yeah. it's like you know what I mean. So it's like for me anyway, that's kind of the way I did. I that's I kind of say so again.
1: No, that's how I was too. I would really I wouldn't feel like working. Like it would. It's I see alcohol as a, a kind of a poison, right? Just like really takes us down but I like what you said it's like yeah thinking of how, the aftermath like we don't think of the aftermath we're impulsive
0: yeah we but always you- think I want to feel good right now yeah. and we it, it's like you feel that kind of animalistic kind of you want to jump on it you know you want to yeah. jump on it you want to jump on that on that pleasure but then you kind of got to stop and say okay hang on a minute is is this going to be worth it is this momentary pleasure going to be worth the long-term pain
1: yeah and um, how about us just seeing feeling how we're feeling like we reach, like I would have anxiety or stress, and I'd reach for a wine, a nice merlot, because um, I didn't want to feel how I was feeling. Yeah. So now I just have to feel how I'm feeling when I feel it, in like yeah. real time.
0: Yeah, it's like it comes back to what you were saying before about the avoidance. It's an it's avoidance behavior. You don't want to feel the way you feel in the moment. You want to sidestep it and avoid it. But yeah. I think, I think part of spiritual ev- evolution is becoming comfortable at being uncomfortable in those emotions and in those feelings that you don't want to face that kind of shadow side of yourself um you know and even though it's important to have a positive bias and you know monitor what you kind of put it into your mind and you know what you focus your attention on at the same time it's also important not to run away from negative emotions that you have within yourself from either past traumas or past experiences Um, and And I think the ability to kind of, as you say, accept it in the moment and just, you know, because the thing about it is that it always passes anyway, you know, yeah. it, it, it doesn't last forever, you know, it, it will pass, you know, if you're not feeling great right now, just step into that emotion, you know, feel it completely. And five minutes later, it'll be gone, you know, because you'll shift yeah. your attention towards something else, yeah. um, <clears throat> you know. But, you know, it's funny, it's kind of funny how our, how our minds work. It's almost like we self, we, we kind of delude ourselves. Into thinking that you know the good feeling from doing something harmful is going to be worth it, but yeah. at the end of the day, it might be worth it on some level, you know. But you know, long term and obviously health wise, and you know, everything else. To, and there's also the guilt aspect as well. Then you know, you know, because then you have to deal with the guilt. Oh, I did it again. I did it. You know, yep. <laughs> so it's like yeah, that's it, a whole other thing
1: too, right?
0: Yeah, because it's like you're multiplying. You're nearly multiplying the pain as well. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Self-discipline is such a, such a crucial thing, though. Um, and I find it is. It's like a muscle. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it.
1: Self-discipline to me is is really self-love. It's loving ourselves enough. And I realized the other day when I... because I also started at the gym walking 30 minutes every single day since S- September. Um, so on a, my body started getting used to walking. So a Saturday came and I'm like, I need to get up and walk. And then I, as I'm walking, I realized self-love is the is the key to discipline I I believe we're only as successful as how much we love ourselves
0: yeah I saw you put that yeah I remember you wrote that somewhere yeah I know it's so so true because at the end of the day yeah you can only give yourself the success to the you know to the level that you love yourself yeah yeah yeah, so the more I
1: worked on self-love and doing things for myself self-love builds your confidence, like knowing that I'm worthy to take time out to have a massage or to read a book or to have a bath. Not even all like those are kind of external things, but Mm. the healthy food choices, it's all like doing this because you love yourself. And the more you do that, the more confidence you gain. And then the more confidence you gain, the more you feel you can take on different, your business can excel, your relationships can excel, right? We, I feel like too, a lot of times we don't, we find ourselves in relationships because we don't have that the self-love. And maybe a lot of people that I talked to, they grew up and there wasn't that emotional connection with their parents, right? Mm. They they were there, but they didn't have that emotional connection that we all innately need. Mm. So you just, so you grew up not feeling worthy of love. So I think a lot of times that's how we find ourselves in relationships. We attract what we are and we meet people where we are.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And what came to mind there as well is that a lot of times we can see you know as kids our parents relationship they didn't have much of a connection either so it's almost like we get imprinted nearly with that as the norm and then we go into relationships later on in life that aren't aren't you know don't have connection either in that sense and i think it's again it just comes back to you know bringing your conscious bringing your consciousness into that as well into that situation and asking yourself is this really what i want is this really what i want is this really how i want to spend the rest of my life do i really want to be with this person know you know and just uh yeah it's just it's all about questions you know it's the questions you ask yourself and to be asking yourself questions that are going to help you
1: yeah like you attract who you are so you're you meet someone that probably you're both trying to get love from each other and you just don't know how to give it to each other because you never got it so you're trying so hard to be love and you know have attention and we just don't know how to give it to each other but then as you work on yourself that's when you change like we decide to change the pattern right? Like we don't want our children to have unhealthy, see unhealthy relationships. So we have to change and take responsibility to change. So then they, that changes everything after that. But I believe we're supposed to be in all relationships as long as we're supposed to be there. Like we can't tell someone oh, you need to leave him or her. People need to be where they are until they're ready to go. It's it's just part of their own journey and and healing process.
0: It's so true. It's so true um yeah i mean yeah that's the thing and again you know you do kind of have that survival mechanism where you you don't want the change you don't want to take that risk of leaving someone just in case you can't survive on your own um but i think you know once you start kind of getting those thoughts in your mind i don't, it's not it's not long before something's going to give and as you said it's either going to be the universe is going to force you to take yeah. action which i've i've been <laughs> sure that many times and um, or it's going to be you that's going to take action but either way action will be taken And, you know, and you're going to have to face, face that regardless, you know, but, um, so let's talk about then, uh, following your dreams and, uh, passions. Tell me a little bit about your dreams and your passions and what kind of impact you want to make on the world.
1: Well, I'm, I'm just a big believer in everyone has unique gifts and abilities. And I just believe that we can create a business. So I'm turning 43. I've worked for someone maybe two years out of my life. So I've always had my own businesses. Um, and maybe that's not for everybody. Like not everybody is to be a business owner or entrepreneur, like whatever someone's dream is to them. But I just believe in following it. It goes back to like being authentic, but following what you're passionate about and like what, what's calls your soul. I think we ignore so many callings of our soul and we're left feeling just unhappy and unfulfilled we we're not listening to, you know, we came here with these gifts and this beautiful miracle of life. And someone asked me recently what my greatest inspiration is and motivation. And I said, it's the fact that I'm going to die one day. And they're like, Oh, but it is, it's that I'm not going to be here one day and uh, none of us are. So I don't want to leave here with having dr- regrets in my heart. I, I don't want to look back and think, Oh, I should have done this. Like my motivation is that I'm going to die one day. So I need to do what the hell I can. And live out my passions and my dreams whatever calls my heart and soul while I'm here we're worthy and deserving of we were meant to do that I believe we were meant to do that there's so many people walking around sad and unhappy and, and that's not a judgment it's just the truth because I was there as well but we ignore so much of what our heart wants and I think it's important to listen to our heart and to honor what our heart wants and what our soul wants
0: It's so true what you say though about the dying one day thing, like, and the fact that, you know, obviously that's something that you've kind of brought to the forefront of your awareness. And It's such a powerful motivation because you realize it's not going to last forever. All this, you know, all this stuff, the beauty of life that we experience you know, one day we're going to be gone, you know, at the end of the day. So it's like, you should be grateful all the time. You should be appreciative. You should be happy. You should be joyful, you know, because at the end of the day, it is transient. And I think, yeah, it's like, I don't know if if everyone could kind of have that awareness and have that, that kind of appreciation for the moment, because I think a lot of times when we get depressed and we get down and we get kind of, you know, focus on on negative things, we really aren't appreciating life, you know, in the way that we should, you know, because one of my friends said this to me recently, she said that when you're in a state of gratitude, you're not depressed. And a lot of people, when they get depressed, it's because they're not being grateful. They're focusing on the negative. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been depressed many times in my life. And I think it's it's a natural part of, you know, the human experience. Um, but at the same time, becoming conscious of the fact that gratitude can change all that with with regards to a shift in focus. So what would you say to people then listening about gratitude? What? How do you kind of step into a state of gratitude, uh, you know, when you need to do it?
1: Um. Becoming in the state of gratitude is being thankful. Like in the beginning, when I was practicing gratitude, it'd be being thankful for like the smallest of things. Someone holding the door open for me, letting me go in traffic. So it's almost like you have to be hyper tuned to being grateful for all the little things. And then the more you are grateful, you actually just become in a state of gratitude. So you just actually become that state where you're not consciously having to think about what you're grateful for. You just feel it. So now it becomes part of your programming. So somebody does something for you. And you just feel this over, overwhelming sense of joy. You know what I mean? Like, if someone holds a door open for me now, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I've, before I'm like, hey, thanks. I'm not even paying attention to it. Yeah. But because I've become so aware of it and understanding that all of these small things that people do, these tiny acts of co- kindness, they all mean something. And like you said before, the ripple effect. And I know when you're feeling depressed, if you were to do something for someone else, buy them a coffee in line, reach out to somebody to say, tell them a compliment or whatever. When we take ourselves out of ourselves, and it can change that as well. So I know when I practiced it, where I've been feeling really blue and down, and I reach out to someone, and like, oh, thank you so much. And that take, I I was so absorbed in my own feelings that I wasn't. So I stepped out of myself, and it creates. Then you get the joy of them feeling good, and it's reflective and it's very powerful.
0: That's so true that you say that. Yeah, because it's almost like it's multiplied them because you're you're kind of giving them what you don't have in a sense because you're in a state of you're not in a state of happiness but yet you're giving them happiness and then they reflect that back to you and then that raises your vibration and then you start to feel good about and you've also done something good for someone else as well so it kind of it multiplies the effect you know that
1: exchange of energy right because if you're feeling lower energy but you do something in a higher energy then you're into that state and then now you're feeling that energy it's like raising your own vibration and kindness and love is a vibration it's a high vibration So you're stepping into a different energy vibration, which shifts your own energy.
0: Wow. Yeah. That makes so much sense. That's amazing. Wow. And it's amazing. Yeah. Just the simplest little things, you know, the simplest act of of giving or even just smiling at someone, even if you're not feeling great, but just smiling or, you know, nodding at someone in in a humble way. Yeah, it's just amazing and, and you can you can see instantly how people get affected by that as well, you know? And yep. uh yeah, I just think it's it's it is, it's the little things in life. It's the little things that, that you things. know that matter. And I know that's that that for
1: somebody like I forget what it was the other day. I, maybe I gave them like the last thing on the shelf for a grocery store. I forget what it was, and they were like so overly like they couldn't believe it. So we know that they left thinking, Oh, today somebody like you said, it's just it's like the smallest droplet but the the smallest things are what means so much to people and then that person is the energy in in the energy of feeling good and then suddenly they're doing something for someone else like it just multiplies transfers and multiplies yeah
0: yeah that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of it and that's why we all make a difference we all make a difference in the world every individual makes a difference you know and it starts from within um you know so um i'm just trying to think what else um yeah so you were saying that uh, jim carrey was one of your one of the people that has had a strong impact on you now i know obviously i've been following him as well for the last few years and um, with his spiritual journey um but tell me a little bit about uh, about him and what kind of uh, you know what resonates with, with regards to his philosophy for you
1: um yeah i've always been drawn like i've liked his movies and everything but um i don't know just hearing him speak i love when people speak with conviction and when they speak where it sounds like such a truth that resonates with your own soul truth um so i just like hearing him speak and what he shares and like his perception and he's interesting character people will think he's crazy (laughs) but uh he's saying to me like we're all in uh, he paints now he paints amazing paintings i'm just intrigued by his humbleness um yeah so that's why i had him i think i had him as a dedication in my book with a Alanis Morissette and a few other people. Yeah. I just, I'm drawn to, like you said, Jim Rowan, he's another person who I love listening to. I just love when people like when they speak with conviction, confidence It just, and when something resonates with you, it's like, yeah, soul resonation. It just feels very aligned.
0: That's what it is though. Isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it's like you hear them say something that's really, really simple, but it's the energetic intention behind what they're saying. It's the way they're saying it. It's the conviction in their voice. <laughs> that's yeah it's like it's beyond the words in a sense it's it's their energy coming through you know and you kind of resonate with that energy and there's just like a transformation there and that's the beauty of it and you know as you were saying before it only takes you know one split second one shift in perception to change your whole life one shift in perception like reading one sentence in a book or you know one one sentence in a podcast or a video i mean it's just so so powerful like you know and it's just how such a um, an incredible transformation can come in one moment, one moment in time. Because so many times we think, oh, we have to change everything in our lives and we have to do this and we have to do that. But it's those moments of realization when you just get that supernova yeah. of awareness, you know, a supernova of awakening and then everything yeah. just changes. And it's like, I always kind of uh, compare it to like going from like one of those old fashioned TVs from like the 80s, you know, with the, you know, that had a lot, hardly any pixels. going straight up to like a 4k or you know 4k uh you know pixels or whatever now so it's just it's that sharpness it's that imagery it's that color it's that brightness it's all those wonderful things and Um,
1: I I had that recently with a client she didn't she was stressed out about work and not feeling like present during our session and at the very end the session was about self-love and at the end she's like should I be scheduling time in for myself like literally scheduling it and like yes and that like spiraled a whole like she went (sighs) for a whole week of like completing like so many things just from her asking that she had the answer, right? She know her asking that means she already had the answer, but it, that's all it was. And we were like, she was on top of the world. But she said like sometimes after her session, she feels really high in energy and then it goes down. But I said, that's normal. Like we, mm. can, we can't maintain high energy all the time. No. We're not superhumans. Um, so I think we have to expect that sometimes we're going to have complete highs and then sometimes it's going to be lower, but to not judge where we are, when we feel the lower, the lower energy, like we don't need to judge. We just have to see ebb and flow of life. We have to accept and embrace where we are at all the times, because when we don't accept how we're feeling, we're resisting it. And then we're resisting a reality. So mm-hmm. then we're, we can't, we can't sink fully into it when we're trying to control how, what we can't control so
0: acceptance is like key yeah it's also true it's like you know i always say it's it's about you know understanding that it's contrast it's a necessary contrast because you're not going to be able to appreciate when things are going well if you don't look at things from the vantage point of them not going well do you know what i mean and it's just kind of don't get too high with the highs and don't get too low with the lows yeah. you know and try and just keep a, a balance but so tell me about your uh first book then uh, heart is where the home is um tell me a little bit about that
1: so um I wrote it in, I don't know if you can see, but it's just little bits. So it's not like all straight. It's just my thoughts and insights. And the back of the book actually says you are not alone. So that's the thing on, because people feel alone. Like we can feel alone in like a world full of friggin' people, mm-hmm. but it's just how it is. And that's a lot of reason why I share what I do on my Facebook To because when we realize we're not alone and other people are feeling similar things and it, it just brings almost like a, a little sense of healing and it lifts the heaviness like oh she they're experiencing this too like it's not just me we don't want to feel alone so i wrote that book and i share a lot of insights and things that come to me and um people were just asking like you should write a book when are you writing a book so then i thought well i guess i'll write a book so that's how it came to me and then i just decided to write a book but what happened was i didn't set a deadline so i was just letting the universe decide and then i set my deadline which i was flexible with but I think when we're working towards dreams and goals, it's important to have a deadline, but to be flexible with it or else we're not going to work towards it. Cause we think we have all the time in the world, which we don't. So yeah, that's how the book came about just sharing and people asking when I'm writing a book.
0: And so when you say it, so it's kind of like kind of bite-sized chunks of your kind of your, your kind of thought, uh, thought journeys in a sense, is it?
1: Yeah. And yeah. Might- oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, can you can you give us a little a little teaser?
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Yeah, so say one chapter. It's called "It's Human Nature to Judge," and just talking about um, it's important to understand that when judging an action or a person, you are judging yourself and what you do and don't accept about yourself. So when we are giving judgments, I don't know. A lot of times, I feel like we're kind of judging ourselves. It's you'd have to read the whole page, but.
0: No, I understand exactly what you're saying. We're essentially seeing a reflection of what we judge within ourselves, but we're seeing it in, in the other person. And then we're thinking that it, we're judging them, but really we're judging ourselves because when you're in a place of happiness and a place of peace, you don't judge people. You only yeah. judge people when you're pissed off or when you're not satisfied or when you're not feeling right. Judgment yeah. never comes from a place of peace. It always comes from a place of, of conflict, even if that conflict is only slight. Um, a lot of times our ego doesn't register. Or our ego doesn't even think it's conflict, you know, but at the end of the day, happy people don't, you know, when you're in a state of happiness, you're not, you don't judge people, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, um, so when, oh yeah, sorry. I, this is one last thing I wanted to do before we wrap up. Um, when I asked you, I said to you, describe the message that you would like to get across to inspire listeners in one sentence. And when I read this, I was like, oh my God, that's just beautiful. So this is what, this is what you said to me um, in this message. So when I said, describe the message that you would like to get across to inspire listeners, you said that you are everything you seek. There may be healing to be done, inner work to take place, but you are not missing or in lack of anything. There is nothing outside of you to complete you. You are whole and you were created in the perfect essence of the universe with beautiful gifts already inside of you. It's a matter of going within, because once you go within, you will never go without. I just think that's the most beautiful thing ever. Like, and you probably don't even remember writing that, do you? No,
1: <laughs> oh, I'm excited to see what you're going to say, to see what I said. I, I feel like every, I am what I seek. Right? Everything that we're seeking, we are, there's absolutely nothing outside of ourselves. We may not feel it in the moment, but a lot of our experiences and environments and past trauma and pain that can, that can block it all and hide it all. And it's when we feel disconnected from life, it's just disconnected from who we are, but we don't gain, we don't find confidence. We don't find beauty. We don't find anything outside of ourselves. Mm. And my second book, Majestic Reflections, that's all it is. It's affirmations, which I'm doing a weekly Wednesday affirmation, reading an affirmation from my book on on my YouTube channel. But it's just like today's was I am light. It's like helping people recognize the light that's already within them. And what can you do to shine and share your light? Because when we do, we unconsciously give others permission to shine theirs as well. So I just believe we were born in the perfect creation of the universe. And we just have to remember who we are. So, so so
0: true it's so, so yeah. true and it's just dropping that resistance and dropping the illusion and dropping the separation and just yeah it's uh it's such a wonderful thing just that journey you know when you kind of get into those those moments of awakening when yeah. you realize that that really is the truth of of what and who you are you know yeah it's not um, easy it's not a no.
1: quick journey nothing worthwhile is but if you want to commit to yourself and you want to feel good again and remember who you are it's it's having to commit to doing that and not expecting having no expectations that it's going to be instant or overnight we give up when it's not soon enough but it's you get to see how powerful and great you are and you get to recognize your beauty and gifts by going back to the heart heart is where the home is going back to the heart back to the soul
0: i love that so much i love that so much (sighs) okay then so uh where can listeners find out more about you vanessa
1: Um, So I am on Facebook. All of my profiles, actually, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram is all Vanessa Marie Duesbury. Um, So I'm all those platforms. And I have my page manifest magic, create a life you love. And I do put out meditations every other Sunday. So I just did one on anxiety. Oh,
0: yeah, your meditations are amazing. You only started them recently. I listened to the first two a few weeks ago. Um, I was sitting out in my backyard on a really nice sunny day and I listened to it. oh my God, they were fantastic. I, I, did I, I, I messaged or I commented or something and I said, mm-hmm. I told you how good they are. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want to chill out and uh, feel uh, that beautiful sense of flow and inner peace, um, definitely check out Vanessa's uh, beautiful meditations on YouTube. And I'll actually put a link uh, in the podcast description as well. Yep. Awesome. so yeah so vanessa i have to say um absolute pleasure having you on the show today i really really appreciate it and thank you so so much um for enlightening me and the listeners with your wonderful wisdom thank you. Um so yeah really really appreciate it thank you so much
1: that was good i appreciate our time here together i love the flow of talking it's substance substance filled conversations that fill our soul right and then we walk <sighs> we are lifted and we are up in energy we are filled up i think that's so important the importance of connection is you know we can't uh disregard that so
0: thank Absolutely. you for
1: having me. and yeah. i look forward to reading your post and listening to your other podcast too that you've shared thank about you so, so much amazing. so
0: oh, i really appreciate that Vanessa. thank you so so much yeah guys so i hope you enjoyed the uh, facebook live anyway and uh, also the episode of journey within today and uh thank you guys again so much for tuning in and i'll talk to you soon